You're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. Don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast, too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Four Sides Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Carr, and today we've got a very special guest in the house. We have got Anna Fight Underground's favorite scumbag. He is the new Anna Fight Underground champion. He is Dalton Diamond. Dalton, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. Just living up the life. How are you doing? Doing all right, man. Pleasure to be able to finally do this with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Been trying for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first question, of course, is um, everybody gets into this for the love of wrestling. So, uh, where did your love of wrestling start? Well, man, to be honest with you, uh, I was a young kindergartner. And I remember walking into school one day and I seen this kid wearing a Goldberg shirt. And I didn't know much about it. I just thought the dude was jacked. I mean, obviously, you know, I was like, who's this guy? The superhuman, whoever the hell he is. And like, I believe the shirt at the time was like the half man, half machine one that I see him. And I was like, of course, as a kid, you're like, how is this possible? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, how is there a half man, half machine, stuff like that. So I really got interested in it. And then I started seeing the uh, the WCW figures that were in the stores. And that kind of caught me off guard. I was like, man, they even make toys of this. Like, what is this? So I, my first event I ever watched live was uh, Spring Stampede 99, where they had the tournament for the crown the new world heavyweight champion. And Bret Hart ended up winning that. But, yeah, man, that was my first ever taste of wrestling right there. I just walked in and seen a kid's shirt and got hooked immediately. That's cool, man. So did you ever get to check out any of the Attitude Era stuff as a kid? Oh, yeah. That's when I started. Um, I always, after that, after I got hooked, I flipped back and forth, like, you know, all the time. I'd watch, My parents were a little leery of letting me watch WWF at the time because, you know, of the Attitude Era, and I was just a young kid in kindergarten. So, I mean, they didn't really want me watching that as much, but I sure. got to. So I, sw- I switched back and forth. Um I was mainly a WCW kid, though, until they went out of business, and then my parents kind of leaned up on it and were like, well, it's the only wrestling you have now, so we'll let you watch it, you know, but, yeah, pretty much, I was just WCW. I mean, I flipped back and forth, but was pretty much just the WCW kid until they went out of business. Hey, go WCW. Oh, yeah, back in the good old days, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, we don't talk about 2000 and 2001. No, see, that's when they kind of started letting me watch more of uh, WWF because it was just getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many world champions did they have in, what was it, 2000? Oh, my God, it switched every week, it felt like. It'd I think back that... and forth between Jeff Jarrett and Sting and Sting and then Jeff Jarrett and then Kevin Nash won it, then Booker T won it, then Scott Steiner won it. <laughs> it just, man, it was all over the place back in that year. Who could forget about one of the greatest of all time, David Arquette? David Arquette, man, I, you know, a lot of people shit on him, but, you know, after coming back and doing it the right way and everything, I I got nothing but respect for David Arquette. Absolutely, I second that. Yeah, I mean, he came back, he did it right, he proved that he cared about the business. Wasn't his idea, I mean, you can't really hate on the guy for doing what they told him to do, so. Right, right. Yeah. 
I actually got the pleasure of seeing David Arquette wrestle in person one time. It was a warrior wrestling show and uh, actually a pretty decent worker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to go see him. Uh, I went and seen him up at when he did the NWA show in Clarksville. And and uh, the beginning of was that oh nine? Oh, no, not oh nine. Sorry. Nineteen. I, I got that oh. mixed up. Not oh nine. It was night 2019, I believe, the very beginning. Of that year, I went and seen him. It was right after the Nick Gage incident. Oh, yes, the Nick Gage incident. I wasn't aware he did NWA. Yeah, it was a uh, Billy Corgan ran a pop-up show in Clarksville, and he wrestled, I believe, uh, Josephus. Was that the guy's name in NWA that kind of reminds everybody of Bruiser Brody a little bit? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it was a hair-versus-hair match, and of course. Of course, you know, Arquette's not losing that one. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But uh, back to you. Um, obviously, there was this time where you decided to break into the business. So um, how did you get your start, man? Well, my brother, uh, everybody knows as Zach Sawyers. Um, he started a few years before me and kind of introduced me into the side of breaking in. So I seen him go through this trainer. Um at the time, named Tojo Yamamoto Jr., and, I mean, he wasn't the greatest, you know, trainer of all time, but, like, that's where I got my break, was I seen Zach go through this, and then I was like, after a couple years, Zach was still doing it, so I was like, hey, I kind of want to get involved, and he pointed me in that direction, man, and then I went, and I trained under Tojo for about six months or so to a year, maybe. And then I took my training a little more serious, and I stepped it up and got went and got trained by Mike Masters at uh, SIWC is what I believe the school was called in West Frankfurt at the time. That would have been 08, 2008-ish. So. Okay. Yeah, Mike Masters just retired, didn't he? I believe he did, but I think he – does he have a match coming up? I've seen they posted up a flyer, and I believe he's wrestling Curly, another one guy that was uh, very influential in my training because um, they ran the school together. So I believe they've got a match coming up, and then that might be it for Mr. Mike. No kidding. I I don't know how I haven't seen that yet. I love Curly, by the way. I only oh yeah, Curly's a hell of an act. <laughs> only got to meet him once, but he seems like a character. He is a character. I will I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he is a very special character. Great guy. Great guy. So uh, right now you are affiliate. Or you're more notably affiliated with uh, Anafite Underground. In fact, like I said earlier, you are the Anafite Underground champion currently. So uh, how how did you get acquainted with Anafite Underground? Well, uh, see, my me and my brother were sitting around one evening, and we were just talking about man, nobody offers the right wrestling show around this area. You know, you get the straight wrestling everywhere. You know, everywhere, all over Southern Illinois, you got Cape Championship Wrestling, you got Stride Pro Wrestling, you got IWA Unlimited, you know, you got the, uh, what's the other one that IWA is kind of affiliated with? Is it, um, oh, the, the, uh, are you talking IWA Uprising or, uh, yeah, that one. And then what's the other company that was running out of their building during COVID for tapings? I think that is the one, the IWAU. Okay, that's it. That is correct. Yep. Um, You know, you got all these companies and we're like, man, no one offers that hardcore edgy style anymore. Like, I don't know if it's because, you know, people were afraid to offend. 
I don't know if it's because people were afraid to just let, you know, the show go all bloody and everything. I don't know what it was, but we were sitting there talking about it. And we're like, man, if someone was to bring that type of product to this area to where you can't see it anywhere else in a driving distance, you know, you got to travel or you got to fly or you got to do whatever to see these shows. We're like, man, it would make a killing probably. And we were told it would never work. We used to wrestle in this company back in the, you know, when we first started, like we were talking about earlier, um, this company in Anna, ironically, never drew a dime, man. They never drew a dime. Like the most you might have was 15 people given every now and then, you know, they got a wild hair and they drew some crowd or two here and there, but that was it. It was like basically 15 people tops. Like if you got 10 people, that's a good night for that company. And we went to them originally because, you know, we're like, hey, man, what did you do to get shows going in this area, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, it'll never work. You try to do hardcore fans in this area don't want hardcore. They want, you know, what they've already got and blah, blah, blah. And we pretty much just said the hell with it. You know, we don't believe you. We're going to take a shot at this anyway. And we went and we found a building to run the shows out of, you know, the famous quick skating rink there in Anna, Illinois in one day. One day of searching, that was our first building attempt, and we secured it. Like, And we're just like, really? Like, you know, they told us this could never happen, and then one day we've done more work than they've done in their 10 years that they ran there. And, um, yeah, man, pretty much the rest is history. We set that first show for October 2020 and got New Jack on board, got Madman Pondo on board, Mickey Knuckles on board, Nick Gage was there. I mean, you know, it was just a huge show a huge draw and pretty much after that point we were just like man screw the haters we're gonna keep running with this thing and i mean it's been what almost a year and a half now of shows and i mean you know we're giving the trying to give the fans the best that we can that isn't the same you know as everywhere else and we tried to give them that edgier more hardcore product because i mean honestly and it's taken in a weird turn. You know, deathmatch wrestling used to be frowned upon. And now it's just came as this like cult like following man and like all these fans that's all they want anymore. And I mean we're, you know, coming to see that. You know, we're coming to see that the fans want this hardcore product. And we got some people, you know, traveling in to see the shows. I mean, we got great names on board, so I mean just pretty much history, man. Like you know, we were told we'd never get it done and we've got it done, so yeah, I think Amphi Underground has done great with bringing hardcore to the area. I, I also think it's great to have a great mix of wrestling in the area because um, that's one of the cool things about wrestling. And I always preach this on my podcast is uh, there's just so much out there. Yeah, exactly, man. There's so much out there. And that's what, that's, like you said, man, that's what I love about wrestling is all these different styles, man. You just got to pick what you like. And I, I see a lot of people at the NFI Underground shows, and it's not necessarily that they're deathmatch fans, but they just kind of appreciate seeing something different. Like I see fans coming over from CCW. I see some of the some of the Stride fans there, people traveling down from Chicago, up from Tennessee, yada yada. Oh, yeah. yeah, rest in peace, New Jack, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that was, man, great dude. Great dude gave us a great start to our company right there. New Jack was the man. Yeah, I know you were kind of close with New Jack. Did you want to say anything about that? 
oh man, you know, it was just, man, that dude took care of me. Like he really opened up a little bit to me, you know, after that first show we spoke, you know, quite a bit. I mean, I, I spoke to him on my birthday, which was the day he died, you know, passed away. So, I mean, like that was surreal to me right there, you know, like just the fact of that and just a great dude, man. He really took care of me. He really helped me out a lot with some advice and He's truly missed, man. He is truly missed. There'll never be another new Jack. Yeah, that's awesome to hear that you two were so close, man. Yeah, man, it really meant a lot. Like, his wife sent me his dog tags and stuff, you know, like, once he passed. And I got those hanging up on my uh, little dresser shrine area. So, but yeah, man, it was was real, real tough, you know, one to take there. What real tough build swallow. So uh, with that said, um, besides, I guess besides New Jack being an Anaphyte, um, what have some of your favorite Anaphyte moments been so far? Well, uh, one of my personal favorites was coming together with, you know, uh, I mean, I know the guys kind of got a bad rep on some levels, but, you know, me coming together with a man that I watched since I was a kid and, you know, seeing him in the movie The Wrestler and stuff like that. Me coming to have a man like the Necro Butcher take me under his wing meant the world to me, man. Like, I mean, that was my first deathmatch wrestler I ever saw was the Necro Butcher. And, you know, seeing all kinds of, you know, his matches, you know, Samoa Joe, the, I mean, the battles he's had with Pondo, with all kinds of people. And then to have that man come up to me and be like, listen, kid, I'm going to take you under my wing. This is what we're going to start doing. That right there was the epitome for me, you know, like right that right there. And then you got moments also like, I mean, you know, you've had so many. I mean, you had Madman Pondo against Neil Diamond Cutter in the light tube deathmatch, something that we never thought would be allowed to happen in Anna Fight Underground finally happened. And I mean, if you watched the crowd during that match and seen them as they left, you seen the destruction in the ring. I mean, the owner of the building walked up to me after that match and said, and I quote, he said, at first he was like, man, those light tubes. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking we're in trouble. You know, I'm like, man, he's going to be hot. Like he is going to be aggr- very, very mad, like over that mess. And he came up and he said, you know, man, those light tubes. I was like, yeah, it got a little bit wild, didn't it? And he's like, oh, if, if after that, he's like, if we don't pack this place out head to toe the rest of the show or rest of the, you know, the duration, I'll be surprised. So even the owner got hooked on our product. Like, and that's not something you see, you know, most of the time it's just a guy renting out his building. He gets real, you know, like I've seen owners get real apprehensive about letting stuff happen. And then when something does happen that flies off the handle, they want to shut the show down. They don't want you to run no more. And he's just loving every bit of this. So I'm, man we're just truly blessed in the antifight underground that's awesome to hear man um if yeah. you if, if those listening have not seen madman pondo versus neil diamond cutter and check it out <laughs> on iwtv uh, one of the fun matches i've ever got to call on commentary oh yeah you were on commentary weren't you i was i was i was on commentary along with the pro wrestling throwdown guys Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The great commentary team right there. All three of you, man. We're going to have to keep you in that commentator booth, hopefully. <laughs> we'll have to talk some business then. 
<laughs> always down, buddy. Always down. Oh yeah. So uh, one of the big stories of in a fight underground has been uh, you versus Cash Borden. So um, oh, here we. I knew we'd get into this. <laughs> about how talk about the history between you and cash and what it's meant for fight on the ground well see well cash was my very first match ever i really a really i was a referee and a trainee and i was just kind of getting my foot in the door at that place i told you about with zach you know and uh and it was actually metropolis illinois and i showed up and zach was in this heated feud with cash borden and um, I showed up, and I remember Zach was going to be running late. So they said, you know, we need something done, and they sent Cash out there with a microphone. Well, I was supposed to be the referee for that match, and I was out there ready to go. And, of course, Cash starts poking fun at my brother, you know, calling him a loser and all this kind of stuff. And then he notices me standing there, and he's like, isn't that your brother? And I said, yeah. And he just decks me in the face. And I went down, and he started putting the boots to me, put me in a few holds. Right about that time, Zach walks in the front door, shows up, and hits the ring and runs him off, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing. I was brand new, you know, just trying to get my foot in the door, and here comes this guy assaulting me. So that's pretty much what started me in cash right then was that whole blood feud between him and my brother. And then it just kind of kept escalating, and then one year something happened, and we just – we showed up at a different show, and they put us together as a tag team. And with our history, we didn't know how it was going to work. You know, we had this bad blood going and all this stuff. But we ended up forming Boys in the Hood, and we ran that tag team for years before we ended up splitting up and kind of coming to our differences again. But, yeah, man, uh, me and Cash have been a thing ever since, I, like I said, my very first match. Yeah, and how long has this been going on now? Was it 13 or 14 years? Oh, I yeah, 13. It's about 14 now, but it was 13 at the very start of Anna Fight Underground. Wow, so this has been one of the longest-going feuds probably in southern Illinois. Oh, yeah, man. We and Like I said, we started off as enemies. We came together as a tag team for years. We won some tag gold together, and it's just kind of been hit or miss ever since, man. Either we're feuding or we're tagging. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, me and Cash have a very, very long history. Yep, one of those fight forever. And I hate talking about it. I knew you were going to get it out of me, but I've still never beat the man to this day. And that is part, that is my number one goal right now is to regain, you know, not regain because I've never gotten it, but like just conquer that and just beat Cash Board one, two, three in the center of the ring without all this distraction, without the tie blades, without the neck gauges, without all that. I need. To, for me to overcome and truly feel accomplished, I have got to beat Cash Borden in the ring one, two, three. Oh, I mean, if I put myself in your shoes, I could understand where you're coming from on that. Um, you may have a, or you will have another opportunity to do that. Um, this Thursday night at Anafide Underground, no friends in the industry. Um, for those of you ha- that haven't gotten your tickets yet, get those at fightunderground.net. Uh, I believe the online ticket sales will be going offline, I think, Tuesday at noon. So if you want to save a couple bucks, go ahead and get your tickets online. Uh, if you're not able to, tickets will be available at the door. But like I said, buy them online, save you a couple bucks. Yep, that's a smart way to do it, man. Save that so, money. Yeah, so while I got you on here, I'd actually like to talk about the show and just kind of 
yeah, what's going to happen in the show and stuff. So um, I'll just kind of go through the matches and stuff. Um, we'll get to yours eventually. Uh, first guy on here is uh, the, the luminary Jock Kennedy taking on uh, the stiff Robo Ginger, Gary J. That's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah, that one's going to be nothing but hard hits and great technical wrestling, man. That one's going to be a – I would almost say it's probably going to be a five-star classic, but maybe not. I mean, but that's the way I see it because, I mean, you got Gary J., someone who is very well-traveled, very very good season vet against the up-and-coming jocks, Kennedy. And, I mean, just that right there show that just says professional wrestling to me right there. Absolutely. We also got a four-corner survival match. Winner gets a shot at the new Brass Knuckles Championship. We got Savion Ayers, Sean Campbell, Anakin Murphy, and Stonewall battling out for that number one contendership. Oh, yeah, man. And that's going to be – that one's going to be very interesting, to say the least. There's a lot of wild cards that could take place, you know, in that match. A lot of – you know, you never know who's going to win that or walk out. I've got to put my money on the big man Stonewall. Like, I don't see anybody getting past him. He's got a hell of a record already here in AFU. Hell of a run he's on. I don't see anybody beating Stonewall. But, like I said, there's plenty of wild cards that can be thrown out there. You know, what if somebody else... I don't know exactly the rules, per se. I don't know if it's one fall or if it's elimination. But if it's one fall, I mean, he doesn't even have to be in the ring for the the ending to take place. And... I mean, that's just the wild card right there to me. Like, But I've got my money on Stonewall. Yeah, I think I do, too. Uh, side note, that match last, that match at the last show with A.J. Gray and Stonewall. Oh, um, man. In, oh, in, man. In, in my opinion, one of Stonewall's best performances in AFU so oh, far. Oh, 100%. 100%. Now, let me ask you a question. What would you say is the best match Anna Fight Underground has ever seen? from start to now current like what do you what's your number one match that that company has produced man that's a tough one for me um i think i've got to say aj and merc that match right there was one of the best performances i've ever seen in person yeah i mean whenever you talk about the best match um that's definitely up there but i think just for sentimental purposes with it being the first show and stuff um yeah I think the first tag team warfare was probably my favorite match. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I mean, that one had a lot of history and a lot of build going into it. And we're still going off of it today. We still got this, you know, feud going on over a year and a half later. So I got to agree with you there as well. But, yeah, those two matches right there are my two favorites that I've seen. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of AJ Gray. He's going to be defending the Game Changer Wrestling Extreme Championship against Toby Farley, who was another oh, imp- mm. another impressive name from last show. Oh, yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. And, man, that match right there. I mean, we got such a stacked card. It's hard to say what the match of the night's going to be, but that one's definitely a candidate right there. For sure. I mean, I don't. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever seen a bad AJ Gray match. Never. I mean, it's almost, I would almost say impossible. That man could have a great match with a broom. And, you know, they say that about so many people, but with him, I believe it to be true. I second that. Um, A couple grudge matches. Uh, This match was supposed to happen last month, but because of some uh, circumstances, 
it did not take place. But we're finally going to get the grudge match between uh, one of my favorite tag teams, the Skimmerhorns versus the Difference. Man, the Difference. They are an impressive team right there, man. Like that, that team right there. Oh, man, I would like to see the difference against Roscoe Lisa, to be honest, in the future. Oh, for sure. That'd be a, that'd be a hell of a match. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see the difference in a bad match. You know what I mean? Like that team right there, two hardworking motherfuckers, man. Like two hardworking dudes. And you got to bring the fight to them, man. You got to bring the fight to them because they're not going to give you nothing. So. Absolutely. That's that's another great thing about Anna Fight is it's introduced me to so much great talent that I'd never seen before, like The Difference, like Stonewall, like Toby Farley. Oh, yeah. See, same here. Same here. There's a lot of guys that I have never seen before. Now, I know at least Ray Waddell. I don't know about his partner. I don't know about, you know, the Stonewalls and them. But I was actually on a show with Ray Waddell back in 2009, one of my first ever shows. And he was a young up-and-comer as well then, and I I still remember him from then. So then when he came back, you know, around here 10 years later, Anified Underground, man, like, just seeing the evolution of that guy is impressive as hell to me. Like, that guy, just such a good talent, man, such a good talent, and... Like I said, I mean, can't really – there's just so much good talent in Anified Underground, it's hard to pick a top favorite, you know? It's just just really hard to center around, okay, who's the best in the locker room because everybody's so hungry right now. Everybody's hungry for that spot. Everybody's hungry for that, you know, that shine of the light. Everybody is just killing it, man, and Ray Waddell's one of them. For sure. Um, another grudge match, uh, actually a grudge death match. Um, we got Roscoe Elisa, who we were briefly talking about earlier, versus mm-hmm. the, the team of Brad Cash and Insane Lane. I know they have a tag team name. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. OMG. It's, uh, I believe it stands for One Man Gang. All right. Yep. That, that match right there is actually the match I'm most looking forward to. Because you got a team like Roscoe Elisa, a solid wrestling tag team stepping out of their element and going into a death match against a death match tag team as in insane lane and Brad cash two death match legends at that two very seasoned death match wrestlers. And they're coming to Anna fight underground insane lane, returning Brad cash, making his debut in this death match against Roscoe Elisa. I mean, I don't know what to expect, but I know it's going to be hard hitting and I know it's going to be off the fucking walls. Like that, and I that match right there is probably the match I'm looking forward to seeing the most. Yeah, um, I've seen Mikey in one death match against uh, Marcus Crane. Rest in peace, Marcus Crane. Um, yes. never, never seen Zach in a death match though, so I'm. Um, it'd be interesting. I actually see. wrestled Mikey in a death match back in Chaos Pro Wrestling in 2014 at the Seven Deadly Sins tournament, and uh, Zach did okay. that tournament as well. And the finals, believe it or not, came down to Zach versus Mikey. Really? Really. Uh, I've got that DVD somewhere, man. If I find it, I'll have to let you borrow it. But, yeah, man, those two beat the piss out of each other. Great death match, man. Great death match. I'll have to watch that for sure. Um, 
I kind of got into the local wrestling scene around 2016, so there's a lot of stuff I still don't know about. Oh, yeah. Well, man, if I find it, I'll definitely send it your way because that match alone right there is worth every bit of it, every bit of time that you can put into that DVD. Absolutely, man. I'd love to see that. Something else I'm going to love to see is this first time ever match. We got the Carver of Cutter's Alley versus Big Bull Bronson. Oh, man. that See, another great match right there that you don't know how it's going to go. I mean, you got the big man, Bull Bronson, who's on a wrecking, you know, he's on a, he's a wrecking machine right now. Just running through everybody. He ran through Mickey Knuckles. He ran through, help me out here. Who else has he ran through? I mean. Insane Lane. Insane Lane. Yeah. Um, He had those couple matches with Madman Pondo. I mean, another man right there that I don't think a lot of, I mean, some people in this area for sure, but I don't think a lot of people have gotten a chance to see Big Bull Bronson until Anna Fight Underground. And that's what it's all about, man, giving people a chance and just giving people a different product and getting some new talent out in front of the eyes. I mean, Bull Bronson, you got the Carver, who is a very well-established you know, established name right now, making his presence known almost all over the United States right now under deathmatch rules and I don't know how it's going to go, man. I really don't, but my money's on Bull Bronson if yeah. I had to pick. Yeah, Carver, uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he was the 2021 Prince of the Deathmatch. He was, exactly. He was. And, yeah, that's another, you know, that just goes back to saying he's making his presence known all over the United States right now. So, I mean, who knows how this can go? This could go either way. Uh, while back, Bull Bronson um, was set to face Cash Borden for the Fight Underground Championship, um, wasn't able to get that opportunity because of circumstances. So um, I got to make a quick side note and ask real quick. Um, with you being the Fight Underground Champion, uh, do you feel like Bull Bronson could be after you? I don't, man. And I have you know my own personal reasons, but I think he's more on a this right i think he's more on a proving grounds type um you know run right now i think he is just trying to get out there and prove to everybody he's the baddest man in the locker room i don't think he's worried about championships right now i think he's more worried about showing up beating somebody up and getting paid fair enough another great match we got um Tyler Thorne versus Larry D as seen on Impact Wrestling i'm really really this one. Oh, me too, man. Larry D is so impressive. You also got Tyler Thorne, who's got a couple cronies with him. Is it B-Rad and Brian Richards? Yeah. So, see, this can turn into a handicap match real quick, man. Real quick. Especially in Anified Underground, where there's no rules, there's no disqualifications, there's no law. You know, there's no law. It's just pretty much the wild, wild west at this point. And, I mean... I'm going to say it's safe to say we're going to see those two get involved in this match. But, I mean, Larry D, like you said, he's on Impact Wrestling. He's all over the you know United States and the world right now. So, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, they don't call him the best hand in the house for no reason. Nope. Yeah, another side note. I keep making side notes. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Thorne, another... Guy that's really been impressing me in Anify Underground. Uh, oh, yeah. Haven't, haven't seen any of his previous work to AFU, but, um, and I said this to Sam Adonis once at a Warrior show, um, in a, in a new school, 
professional wrestling atmosphere. I, I respect those that kind of keep it traditional and old school. And I see a lot. I see a lot of that in Tyler Thorne. Oh yeah, man. He is the, he is the definition of old school. That man, that dude is very impressive in the ring and very impressive outside the ring. You know, I mean, he's got, he's almost got it all. Like, I mean, and especially with these new kids under his wing, so to speak, there's no telling what the man's capable of. And if he uses that, those tools to his advantage, we could see him walking out with a win Thursday. Pop, very possible. So one of the big matches happening, um, we've got Merck, who has one of the best win and loss records in a fight, taking on a former WWE superstar, Charlie Haas. Man, see, I forgot about that one. How do I forget about that? <laughs> see, this card is just so stacked, man. Like, I, that match right there is going to be, I said five-star classic earlier. That one's probably guaranteed to be five-star classic right off the get-go. Oh, for sure. Um, Charlie Haas is kind of one of those names, uh, guilty as charged. I kind of forgot about until he recently popped back up. Um, his match with Josh Alexander, amazing. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Oh, me too, man. See, take you on a little side note myself. Charlie Haas was one of me and Zach is growing up, you know, teenagers, favorite wrestlers to watch. No one ever gave a crap. But me and Zach would sit down and just talk about how great Charlie Haas is, how great Charlie Haas is. Man, if they would only push Charlie Haas, if they would only give him a shot, if they would do this, if they would do that. One of the best I've ever seen in the ring. Like, hands down, hands down. Everybody always talked, you know, about how watching that style bored them because, you know, I guess he didn't have a lot of, you know, character and charisma. He was just a straight wrestler. But, man, you can't get more badass when it comes to wrestling than Charlie Haas. Like, that guy puts on clinics every single time he's in the ring, man. And, me, you know, that was one thing that drew me to him is, man, this guy's a hardworking son of a bitch. And now here we are, years later, and a fight underground. We're going to get to see that man finally in this area, you know, put on a clinic against, I would say right now, the number one competitor in and a fight underground, and that's Merck. Right. Um, Merck only having two losses in NFI on the ground, one to Cash Borden and then the other to, I believe, John. You can blame me for that loss. Yeah. (laughs) You can blame me for that loss. I'll take that all day. But hey, man, no one's beating Cash Borden until I do. And I will I will state that and I will abide by that. No one is going to pin that man until I'm the first to do it. So with that said, let's talk about Tag Team Warfare 3. Uh, we got Cash Borden and I guess, I guess your former partner, so to say, uh, Ty Blade taking on you, Dalton Diamond, the Fight Underground champion, and Ricky Shane Page. So how did you go about Ricky Shane Page? Well, I had to think. I had to really sit back and think. And, you know, it's, man, what have I done wrong in trying to beat Cash? And that's underestimate the man. When he, you know, about a year ago picked Ricky Shane Page to be his partner in Tag Team Warfare 2, I mean, that pretty much countered out everything I could do. Because, you know, you got a man that's just as big, if not a bigger piece of shit than I am across the ring. He's going to know everything I'm about to do. You know, he's going to know everything I'm coming for. And I really thought about that. And I'm like, man, you know, who who could I get for my partner for this match that I could ensure a victory? Ricky Shane Page all day. I mean, you got two of the biggest, and I'll I'll own the moniker, 
two of the biggest pieces of shits in professional wrestling teaming together. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. How if even if they get past me, which they won't, but if they get past me, how are they gonna stop Ricky? I don't see that happening. So I just had to put a lot of thought behind this and I had to think, what is my best chance of securing a victory? And I just went to Ricky Shane Page and I made him the offer and you know, he accepted. So we're gonna see I can promise you we're going to see Cash Borden take a pinfall this Thursday. So um, Ricky Shane Page, one of the very few people to beat Ty Blade in a fight on the ground. Um, Ty probably wants some revenge for that loss, so that that may Ty be a smart— Ty wants anything that can get his attention shown. Ty wants all the attention, and that's where I learned and I went wrong from Tag Team Warfare 1, was he knew that this whole plan— was for me to beat Cash Borden. He knew that. When I made him the offer for the first Anaphite show for Tag Team Warfare 1, when I called him up, I said, I've got an offer for you. I need you to come in and help me beat Cash Borden. Help me beat Cash Borden. Not you beat him, not us as a unit beating me. And he didn't do that. He tried to take the pen himself and showed his true colors and showed that all he cares about is himself. So, I mean, we're about to see... There's going to be some attention put on Ty Blade Thursday, but I promise it's not the attention he wants. So with you talking about the past between you and Ty Blade, um, do you feel like you and Ricky Shane Page would be on the same page where you pin Cash Borden and not Ricky Shane Page? I'm not worried about that, man. I am not worried about that. I know that Ricky Shane Page is all about making the money, just like I said about Bull Bronson, making the money and beating someone up. And I have made it very clear to Ricky Shane Page. So I believe that we're going to be on, no pun intended, the same page. Fair enough. Um, I was going to say um, Ty may want to get that loss back from Ricky Shane Page, so that may be a smart strategy on your part for them to fight, and that leaves you and Cash Borden. See, you're catching up pretty quick, buddy. You are catching up right along my plan right there. There you go. So definitely going to be looking forward to the third installment of Tag Team Warfare. Um, also, two big main events happening. Um, Mickey Knuckles versus Neil Diamond Cutter. God, I can't wait to see that. After seeing Neil Diamond Cutter and Madman Pondo, what are those two going to do? You know what I mean? Like, that is going to be a fight right there. And a fight underground. That is going to be a fight. Yeah, Neil Diamond Cutter probably... I don't want to say my favorite deathmatch wrestler, but definitely in the top five. Who would your favorite deathmatch wrestler be? Man, don't put me on the spot. Like <laughs> you, hey, <laughs> people want to know. Uh, well, I mean, I think just because he holds a special place in my heart with the encounters that we've had. I know this is kind of a saturated answer, but I'm going to have to go with Nick Gage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm like you. I I have so many that are in my top five. You know, I got obviously the man I spoke of, the Necro Butcher. I've got Madman Pondo, Nick Gage. But, man, I, I don't know if people consider him a deathmatch worker, but I would have to say my favorite is probably John Moxley. Fair. Yeah. So uh, the the thing I love about Nick Gage is like whenever he ca- he came over to Cape Championship Wrestling and um, I was just kind of I was just kind of chilling outside with some of the boys because this was before I started working with them I was just kind of there doing some podcasting and 
I'm wearing my Game Changer shirt, right? And Nick Gage walks up. He just gets out of the car, whoever drove him in, and he sees me. He comes up, and he's like, what's up, man? Yeah. (laughs) Like he he fucking remembers me or something. Right, right. Like I have my differences with him after that first show, obviously. But, I mean, yeah, man, you can't top Nick Gage when it comes to deathmatch wrestling, man. He is, quote, unquote, the god of this shit. You know, know? so, I mean, definitely got to show respect his way. Definitely. Yep. MDK all fucking day. There you go. Yep. So the main event of No Friends in the Industry is going to be a no rope barbed wire death match. Madman Pondo takes on the returning Akira. And this is a rematch from uh, a a Juggalo Championship wrestling show, correct? I believe so. I I believe you're correct there, and I look forward to seeing it. I know the first one was a banger, and I'm looking forward to this one, man. It's going to get bloody. It's going to get violent, and it's going to give the fans what they want to see, I believe. I'm glad I'm not in there. <laughs> Same here. I'm, I'm going to be safe behind the commentary table for that one. There you go. See? Back on commentary. Yep. Yep. Akira, another one of those. Probably in my top five as well. Um, of course, Pondo's in my top five because kind of like you can't talk about deathmatch wrestling without Nick Gage. You can't talk about deathmatch wrestling without Madman Pondo. Oh, no. Oh, no. That man is a legend in his own name. So uh, for those who listening, for those of you listening, uh, make sure you go to fightunderground.net to get those tickets for. No friends in the industry this Thursday, February 24th at Quick Skating Rink. Doors open at 6. Bell time is at 7. Make sure you go on IWTV and catch up on some of the past shows if you haven't already. It's going to be a very, very exciting show. First Antifi Underground show of 2022. And I am definitely looking forward to it this Thursday night. Oh, me too, man. Me too. I look forward to pinning Cash Borden finally one, two, three in that ring. And I look forward to just watching the rest of the show. I mean, not a bad match on the card, if you ask me. Like, there's not a bad match on the card. Very fair. So, uh, Dalton, just before we kind of wrap up here, you got anything big coming up that you want to talk about? Like, any wrestling dates or projects that you're doing or anything? Uh, Man, the only really project I'm working on right now is just beating Cash Borden's ass, man. That's about my number one priority right now. That's all I'm focused on. I haven't been taking many bookings lately because I'm so driven by Anafite and I'm so driven by beating Cash Borden and proving why I'm going to be the best Anafite Underground champion in AFU history. And that's my number one goal right now, man. The other things I'm just kind of taking on as they come to me. But right now, that's just my number one priority is beating Cash Borden in the Anafite Underground ring. Nowhere else. Anafite. One, two, three. And getting that win. Fair enough. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily agree with your tactics, but I mean, I don't think they can really deny that you are part of the passion of Anafi Underground, if not the passion of Anafi Underground. Exactly, man. Exactly. And that's what I continue to keep proving. My passion and my drive is what's going to get this done and nothing else. And some brainstorming, but passion and drive, man. Passion and drive. There you go. Um, any overall final thoughts? Anything you want to leave the fans with today? Fuck Cash Borden. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it, man. Fuck Cash Borden. That's about it. 
There you go. Uh, Dalton, if you wish for the masses to do so, where can people find you at on social media? You got me on Facebook. Um, you know, under Dalton Diamond, you got me. Actually, I'll be able to give you the exact handles. You got me on Instagram, and that is D Diamond Show, all lowercase, at D Diamond Show. That is all lowercase on Instagram. And you also have me on Twitter, which I don't mess with a whole lot, but it is at D Diamond Show. And show is all capitalized. So it's lowercase D Diamond and then S H O W all capitalized. That's where you can pretty much find me, man. Um, like I said, I don't much just because I just don't, but you can find me on Instagram, which I try to keep updated. It's not as updated as I would like it to be, but I try to keep it updated. And then you got me the most updated would be my Facebook page. There you go. So go follow Dalton Diamond on social media, preferably Facebook. Doesn't do a lot of the Twitter. I don't blame him. Twitter can be toxic sometimes. And yeah, of course, Twitter is just a cesspool, man. Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter fan. <laughs> I only have Twitter for my for my social media. Um, I transitioned or I just completely got rid of my personal Twitter a long time ago, and it was one of the greatest decisions I've ever I've ever made. Um, big shout out to Big Lee for doing the same recently. Yeah, me and Big Lee have. Words usually about every time we see each other. That's not any, you know, secret to the Anified Underground uh, crowd. But I look really look forward to rubbing that in Big Lee's face when I pin his boy one two three Thursday. Well, there you go. Um, you can find us Four Sides Podcast at foursidesiv.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, make sure you like us on our select podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and so on. Make sure you check out T Public for merchandise. We just put up some new designs, so go get you some new merch. There you go. And like I said, com. You get all of our links. Dalton, it was a pleasure to finally talk with you today. Um, I appreciate make, you having me. Good luck on Thursday. Stay safe out there. And all right. Do what you got to do, you man. Do. You as well, sir. You as well. Hopefully, you know, all goes well Thursday, and I know for a fact we're going to see my hand raised. So. We'll maybe have another conversation follow-up after that just to rub it in Big Lee's face. There you go. Uh, make sure you're fightunderground.net to get those tickets. Don't miss out on Thursday, and hopefully we will see you there. So that's going to wrap up the episode for today, so we will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>